0: It's a
1: little exciting when well, the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground Welcome back. A it's what? not, you know. I feel like the theme song is a little misleading now because it's not a little exciting. <laughs> it's a lot exciting. It's a lot exciting. That the children are fighting.
0: The boys of the boys of summer are back. Only it's uh, <laughs> November. Yeah, Uh, over a month in the next season. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's do a preview. So I really feel like the surprise team is going to be the Mavericks. (laughs) (laughs) I think the Warriors aren't going to be as good as people think. (laughs) Yeah, if I'm looking at my crystal ball, I don't know. I just I'm not seeing Steph have a big impact.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're recording this in August. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we
0: found this lying around, and we just had forgotten to record to release it,
1: right? Hey. Hey. You know, let's take a step back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Playground. I'm hey. Herb, joined by my long-lost friend. The beef has been squashed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How you doing, Ark? I'm doing good. I'm just really... I'm, like, very excited to be potting with you. Really? I haven't, this is what I was saying
1: to you right before we started, I haven't even, like, talked to you, really, in a month? Our friendship has basically been reduced to friendly texting. Yeah. But, you know, we both got a lot going on.
0: It, that's true. I assume you have things going on. I don't actually know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot on my plate. Just got yeah. Disney plus. Oh, nice. Me too. Not a ramen restaurant I like. That's actually hard to do these days. What about you? What do you got going on? What's What's been keeping you busy? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I have a child now. Oh, right. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Let me be the first on this podcast yeah. to say uh, congratulations. Thank you very much. You have not met my child yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. But I look forward to it. I assume Dario will let that happen when the child is... <clears throat> 15 <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i mean you're welcome the problem
1: is just that like you
0: right now the only way it would happen is if you came to me
1: the child and i don't have a lot of shared interests as of yet that's true no no although he does like basketball i think
0: <laughs> that's my take
1: uh blazers fan are you worried about him embracing uh the wrong team too early not this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we shouldn't trying, talk I'm too trying... much about kids because I think that's boring for sports fans. But I'm trying Strokes, to find you, you like oh, being yeah. a dad?
0: I do. Yeah. It's really great. It's, uh, you know, it's there are parts of it that are hard, as you will hear any parent say. And I do think that no one knows what it's like until it happens to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, if, you know, people just don't know. But, uh, but no, it's it's really, really great. I mean, it's so, like, fun to hang out with them. Like, I, I'm not really a... Because it's the thing. I like hanging out with, like, uh, like, toddlers. They're weird. They're fun to, like, talk to, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, and, like, older kids. Like, as kids get older, I just find, like, kids very interesting to talk to. Like, they have such weird views of the world. And sure. I like to run around and do goofy shit. So, like it's all good but like babies were never really my vibe mm-hmm. i just like they don't do anything they just kind of sit there and like take from you and yeah. whatnot was was kind of my perspective and but i always knew that it would probably be different when it was my kid and it is a hundred percent like i am so endlessly fascinated by this dude mm-hmm. like he does anything and i'm like what this is me-? you know it's just like and i see all the little differences you know day to day and i feel like he's changing so much and i just feel like there's so much going on and he's got so much personality and i already have like a relationship with him and that's all in my mind but <laughs> cuz i think objectively you know he's he's figuring it out but like i just love hanging out with him like i can just i'll just stare at him you know what i mean like i'll just sure. find everything he does interesting so
1: so yeah i'm still not a baby person but my baby's red <laughs> Well, I'm just so happy for you. I can't wait to meet the baby.
0: Yeah, man.
1: It's going to be awesome.
0: In a year or two, That's
1: right. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to send you, by the way, this
0: uh, link to this, because t- we're going to talk about the city jerseys, right?
1: Yes. Uh, I don't think we can. I, I, I think it would be unfair to our fans who've been waiting patiently to spend an entire <laughs> episode on the city jerseys. But yeah, please send me the link.
0: I did, because it's the one. Then we'll look at the same one and we can just go through them but uh well but like yeah, I said, yeah
1: I don't think we should go through them all oh really but it's pretty
0: quick I feel like we could just give like two words on each right. one
1: like super fast wait yeah yeah let's before we get into basketball quickly have you been watching the oh. Mandalorian no I, I and I feel like I should I'm really mixed on it and I, I oh, want... okay you're kind of an iconoclast <laughs>
0: like
1: um that. and Sweet. I really need someone to agree with me that the show is kind of like Okay. Here's the thing. I'm probably not going to love it
0: uh, because I am not in the target audience. One of the right? main like, I, is a baby. I know. I saw that. There's no way to not know about Baby Yoda at this point. <laughs> but, like, I just – Star Wars is not important to me anymore. I
1: know. I know.
0: Which is sad. Like, and they did that to me, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's their fault, not my fault. But anyway, Star Wars is not that important to me anymore, and so they don't get my approval just by being Star Wars. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, if The Mandalorian's a great show, I'm down for a great show. I feel the like Mandalorian's a good show. i different. No, 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 no. This is in no way a commentary on you. Okay. I just so, want to say when
1: I watch the show, I feel like I'm being manipulated. Yeah, and, see, that's what I would assume. Yeah. And I don't really feel like it's – I think it's fine. You know, and I'll watch it because it's the only original content on that service that has any appeal to me.
0: Yeah, because
1: I'm watching like deep cuts.
0: Like, sure. although the computer well, wore tennis shoes. I'm I'm deep. Yeah, I actually do want to watch that. Uh, I'm watching like random stuff, but I'm also like trying to catch up on some stuff. Like, there was that show Agent Carter mm-hmm. that I just really wanted to see and never got around to, and I'm like, oh, it's on Disney Plus. Like, there's a lot of like stuff on there. I feel like it has a bright future. And I'm really excited for some of the stuff that they've announced already, and whatever. But The Mandalorian was just never going to be like a must see for me because I don't care that much. Okay, um, so I'll watch it at some point. I'll watch
1: it now that you
0: wanted me to watch. I'll at least give it an episode or two I mean, and see how I feel.
1: Sitting around doing nothing right now, so why not?
0: That is the thing. I don't have a lot of TV time, uh, and I have been watching a lot of old Alec Guinness films,
1: yeah, which is can. Star Wars related, right? yeah tangentially what do you mean he was in star wars he's in one star wars movie it is is that true no he's in
0: he's in two star wars movies oh
1: i guess you're right yeah i guess you're right so
0: yeah but Um, it turns out he's like one of my all-time favorite i feel like you would really like his movies he's like you know he's a funny british comedian from the 50s
1: yeah
0: i feel like that's right up herb's alley
1: all of it except for the fifties part. I know, but I feel like you would still get into it because he's very funny. I should watch what is it? The Lady Killers. I hear that's a good one.
0: The Lady Killers, or uh, the I, last the other night I watched The Man with the White Suit, mm-hmm. or Captain Captain's Paradise. I feel like The Lady because oh, the mm-hmm. Lavender
1: Hill Mob is probably the one that you should watch. All the people have been waiting because you for, like all the people have been you, waiting six months for us to do this like, the pod. Heist like films. Oh yeah, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I feel like at least half our fans enjoyed this part. That's probably
0: true. Yeah. So well, anyway, the Lavender Hill Mob is probably the one that you should watch. But because you one like I he- watch, you like heist films, right?
1: Mm.
0: Oh, all right. Well, I extent. don't know. I don't know. Oh, uh, what's the other one? Uh,
1: Tune of Glory. That's pretty good. Tuna Glory. I do love yeah. tuna. <laughs>
0: Nice. Uh, I have not really been watching anything. I've been watching a crazy amount of This Old House.
1: That's a fine show.
0: It's a great show. I don't know if it, watching 300 uh, episodes was like the coolest thing that
1: I've ever done in my life. Probably not the coolest, but it's up there. Yeah, I've been watching some... the new uh, Watchmen show.
0: I want to check that out. That one really is going to be hard to find the time because it's really like a watch by myself kind of situation. Sure, sure.
1: Did you read but... the comic, right? Oh, yeah. I own the See, Ultimate I, Edition. I really want someone who's, like, deeply familiar with the comic to talk about. I've read the comic many times. It's another thing where I'm just like, it's not like the Mandalorian where it's just like, well, you're being emotionally manipulative. And, of course, people are going to like this because you've created, you've, like, engineered something to be, like, so cute that everyone's flipping right. out about it. But that makes yeah. me go, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> This is different. I don't think it's manipulative, but I also, I just kind of am like a little baffled by it, but I'd say overall I enjoy it. People are enjoying it, it seems like. Uh, I, the word I've gotten so far
0: is that it deviates pretty heavily from the comics, but that that's a good thing.
1: Um but, like, well, it,
0: it makes the most of its medium kind of vibe.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't even think that's really apt because, I mean, you're aware of the basic premise of it? No. So this isn't spoiling anything because it's immediately apparent within the first moments of it. Um it's it's set thirty five years after the events of the comic. Oh, it's a sequel? Yes.
0: Oh weird.
1: That's very weird. And Alan Moore had nothing to do with it. No, of course not. <laughs> That's
0: very weird.
1: Yeah, it's it's quite strange. Um Okay. And All in right. some ways, I don't know if I'm more or less interested in that, but uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my first, after I watched the first episode, I was like, huh. And there's definitely enough there to keep me like, like, oh, I, I want to know what's going to happen next. And right. I no life, well, that's so I'm going to watch this, but. <laughs> good to see some things have not changed. <laughs> I'm not one of these people who's like, whoa, this is
0: amazing. Um, I don't know if there's anything. I really like Atlanta. I was watching Atlanta mm-hmm. before The Kid, and now I'm like, I haven't really gotten back to it yet. I thought that show was really good.
1: Um, I'm really digging the last season of Silicon Valley a lot. I think that's great. I have never seen any episodes of Silicon Valley. I mean, you're one of the uh, many, many people here who's like, oh, that's too close to my life. But it's my judge and it's funny. Yeah, I just
0: to me, it was just like, I think I'm just going to be sad. Yeah, that's definitely possible. Yeah, um, and I don't just not what I need right now. Like the the main reason I watch so much of this old house is that it just requires no emotional investment, right? It's just like very pleasant and goofy and very cheesy, mm-hmm. and they make a lot of like sexual innuendos that they are completely, completely unaware of. <laughs> so and
1: intentional sexual innuendos,
0: completely like talking about you know building stuff is very funny in a certain light. And I started in 1979, like I started with the first episode, Uh and uh, and I'm up to like 1995, so it's like been crazy to watch how this is. I'm aware of
1: like the conflict between some of our statements, I don't have time to watch this, but I've watched... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: well but that's what i'm saying
1: because this old house
0: can be on and i don't have to pay any attention i see i see and i can like just do the things i need to do and then like catch two minutes of one episode and not even care that i missed the other 28 right you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's really good background stuff and i don't i want to pay attention to the mandalorian so i can give you an honest feedback
1: i appreciate that yeah
0: so also, there's there's i don't have time for appointment
1: watching. i won't get super into it because we talk about it on the show way too much but i always am constantly re-watching star trek and loving it and uh I've been uh, rewatching the Larry Sanders show and Oh cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone who hasn't seen it, it's just like I know there's uh figures involved in the show who uh we know now are somewhat problematic, but it's um sometimes you just got to separate art from the artist and the Larry Sanders show is so far ahead of its time and just so brilliant. And Gary Shandling himself was like a great guy and I just uh if you haven't seen it, um even in 2019, I just think it's, like, a remarkable achievement of television. Uh, it is
0: really interesting that that some things have been, like, on some things, the mass consensus is you cannot separate the art for the artist, but then a bunch of other things they think you can.
1: Well, like, with the Larry Sanders show, it's, like, Jeffrey Tambor is in it. And apparently... He yeah, was, he was he was awful. He was bad. <laughs> he was, like, abusive. Um and terrible uh, later in his career. Who knows? Maybe he was during the Larry Sanders Show that never came out. Um,
0: no, but my my point is just that like, you know, some directors, people, everyone's decided you cannot watch their films, and other directors who are equally awful. Everyone's like, not a problem. Like who's fine? I just saw a good list, and and now I don't remember who it was, but I was like, oh, that's a really great example of someone who's also awful, and no one cares. Hmm. Uh, and then I can't think of who it was, but it's like, I'm not sure that, you know, like Woody Allen and Roman Polanski and Brian Singer, but then, you know, there were, I I don't know, Marlon Brando, I guess. I I mean, he was pretty awful. Yeah. I'm not sure anyone cares. Like, there's just, I don't know. There was a really good list. Someone was like, oh, I guess we care about this, but we don't care about this. And I was like, that's really it's really interesting, but of course it's it doesn't make for compelling content if I don't remember who it was.
1: It becomes a full-time job at a certain point, you know, and uh, maybe, you know, I, I'm I'm sure I have, I have friends who uh, are extremely woke and they would probably think that I was um, a hypocrite, if not like a bad person for being like, yeah, I'm still going to watch the Larry Sanders show because I just think it's uh, essential. Um, but yeah, it, it can become a full-time job. Like... Uh, vetting everything that you ingest through pop culture, um and I'm not saying that we shouldn't vet anything. I can't watch Woody no,
0: Allen no, no, yeah, of course yeah. you can't watch
1: what Woody Allen movies anymore? yeah, me neither, which is it stinks cause he was he changed you know cinema, and some of those movies are quite good, but it's impossible to watch it and not be like Ugh. anyway, yeah, this is a podcast about basketball. That's true, although I am looking
0: up the list that I was talking about while you're talking.
1: Do you want me to talk a little bit more about uh, what's a little lighter? Man, you know, something that came out since our last pod was that new Spider-Man movie. <laughs> it's like four months ago now. Oh God, it was so good.
0: Oh, I guess the example that I saw was that um, Game of Thrones, like every single thing about the the environment on the show made it seem like it was crazy toxic. But no one Mm -hmm. ever said that you shouldn't watch it or like Disney Pixar. Actually, that's probably the best example. John Lasseter stuff is awful. And no one is like, don't watch Coco. You know what I mean? Like we shouldn't watch Toy Story anymore. And maybe that's just because it doesn't
1: feel it's it's he's not the director. Yeah. I mean, people still like like Miramax films.
0: Yeah. And actually, that's another good example, except that. Well, this is a little different because Lasseter literally worked on all of those movies.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I I, I really I don't want to get in the weeds with this. one. (laughs) I really don't
0: No, This is like Bill Simmons the other day with uh, Cousin Sal being like, we're smart enough to avoid this topic.
1: (laughs) It's like we're not smart enough to avoid this topic. We're just going to pretend we didn't go there. If anyone's upset, um, feel free not to listen to our next pod in just know that all I was saying was that I have complicated thoughts it is it's extremely complicated, yeah, and there are uh, some people
0: I can't watch their stuff anymore. There's some people I don't know why, but i don't I still do i don't
1: know it's true, you know, um yeah. Well, yeah, and that's that's a very, very flawed attitude to have uh but at the same time, I don't know, I just don't think you can let your like leisure activity become a full time job <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, can't watch the Cosby show, can watch different worlds,
0: yeah, it is what it is <laughs>
1: that's that's the perfect <laughs> ribbon for that conversation. <laughs> All right, um, I thought Let's we'd start with some substance part. of the NBA just season. Cut this whole part of. I know this is your yeah. No, we're not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, your favorite part of the season uh, is talking about the NBA city jerseys. Well, I will say this: I've watched more basketball this
0: young season than I have in years. It's been great.
1: That's awesome. Um, we'll talk about the season a little bit, but let's just blow through this. Uh, yeah. So Atlanta. I want to say I want to say for me a recurring theme, and the ones that I want to talk about the least are some of them are just essentially remixes of designs that have happened, mm. and we don't really have to dwell on those. Um, sure. Like a lot of them are. Okay. Okay. Uh, Atlanta your, Hawks. Your thoughts? Atlanta. Go. I, I think it's awesome. I love it.
0: Really? It just says peace tree on it. I understand. I. I, I have. Lived in Atlanta briefly, and there are – you know, Peaches are a Georgia thing, and there's a lot of streets named Peachtree, but, like, it just says Peachtree. I don't think I like don't explicitly
1: know. said we're talking about the city, the annual city edition jerseys.
0: Yeah, I guess I don't like it when jerseys – I don't like the Rip City ones or the Blazers. I think I just don't like it when NBA jerseys do not say either the name of the city or the name of the team. I just don't think I like that.
1: Fair. Okay. okay. So uh, we got a disagreement. Uh, Celtics. Boston Celtics. Celtics. I've come around on it. They played in them tonight, and I thought they looked great. I think
0: they're great. They're, you know, classic Celtic lettering. They look yeah. great.
1: I feel like I'm looking at uh, the sign of a like a, like an Irish pub. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sully's. It should say Sully's on there. <laughs> uh, Brooklyn Nets. Basically the same as last year, but now they say bed Yeah, not, not into it. It's a remix. Yeah. Charlotte Hornets. Boring. Why use your uh, <laughs> summer league? jerseys as your city edition i don't know so boring awful uh both okay these are very controversial Mm -hmm. i love them
0: i'm in the i kind of like it here's why i love them they look like they should be in 3d okay you know what i mean like they have that look of like looking through the 3d glasses like the old ones Mm -hmm. and the blue and the red lines are like
1: if you like look a little off
0: you know what I'm talking about? I think and like the everything blue and the red lines.
1: about it is like a little off, you know? Like if you yeah, I agree, sh- which is why if you I like the it. the shorts, it looks like they're from the 1940s. Yeah, But totally. then like the logo is way too clean. Yeah, I just... The number
0: placement is awful. It is. But I like the weird color contrast. I just like that. I like it.
1: Uh, okay. Cleveland. Oh, God. That is horrendous. I don't know what to make of it.
0: Yeah, what were they doing there? That's really bad. Was really bad
1: i think it was like probably there was like three good ideas at the table when they were designing it and they couldn't they went with up. all three yeah okay there's another one like that we'll get to later dallas mavericks
0: this yes. one is getting super hated on and i don't get it i think it's cool hmm.
1: i just feel like the fake graffiti mavs thing i wish they'd hired like a real graffiti artist yeah it would maybe, look better it'd, it'd be harder better. to read but I think they're trying to have it both ways, and it doesn't... Yeah, it, it comes off a little Comic Sansy. but, like, if they've gotten... The concept I like. Um, Nuggets, basically a remix. Still great, but yeah. not new. Classic, classic logo. I wish they yeah. could find something new to do with it, besides just kind yeah. of splash it on a slightly different yeah. jersey. But it looks great. Pissons, another remix. Another remix, still good, but, you know. Warriors, another Boring. remix. Boring. Plus... They
0: are not playing in Oakland anymore, so they don't play in the town. So why are they wearing a the town jersey? That's a
1: really good point. They are also wearing quite a bit their San Francisco throwback uh, uniforms this year.
0: Yeah, which is fine. They play in San Francisco. Just don't try to rep Oakland anymore.
1: Have you been there yet?
0: No, you've been there.
1: I've been there twice. Um, Rockets. H Town. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, just a big thumbs down, especially because their ones last year were so nice. Um, This is awful. I do like that in the promotional photo, (laughs) at least in the one that we're looking in, uh, they have someone modeling it in a half-done overalls.
0: (laughs) It brings the 90s back. Classic look. Yep.
1: Pacers.
0: Remix. Boring. Find a new thing. Clippers. The problem is there's nothing else about Indianapolis that anyone apparently wants to put on a jersey.
1: Parks and Recreation. (laughs) Like yeah, they really should. At
0: there. this point, yeah. let's just do it. I love these Clippers jerseys. Really? I disagree. I do. It's so hilarious to me. Like it's they so are so Grand leaning in. I know. They are so leaning into this vibe of like we're the gritty team. Yeah. Like it and I just find it amusing. Like it's they're not I don't think they're like good. I just think they're fun. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's fair. Like I just think
0: it's hilarious that it exists. That's uh, basically real.
1: just kind of a retro throwback thing.
0: Yeah, there's nothing interesting about that in any way.
1: I mean, it's fine. Yeah. The Heat.
0: <laughs> Remain wonderful. I don't care that it's an aversion and it's better. They just look great. They always look great. Do, They're great.
1: Do you remember that episode of The Simpsons where Marge finds like a designer dress uh, for really cheap and it gets her in with like kind of the Springfield High Society? Yeah, and then she just keeps modifying it. Yeah, she keeps like reselling it together in a different I do. To try I do remember that. that. That is what the Heat are doing. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. Uh, they're still invited to the society ball this year anyway to me the uh the bold award for the year goes to the Milwaukee Bucks i hate this uh for those of us who for those of you who are not following along at home uh, the Milwaukee Bucks city edition jersey looks kind of like a bucks jersey but instead of saying milwaukee or bucks it says cream city which is, first of all, weird, second of all, gross, and third of all, not a nickname
0: I've ever heard about Milwaukee Never. before.
1: And no. not unlike uh, uh, episodes of This Old House, it's uh, unintentionally, I assume, extremely sexual.
0: <laughs> unintentionally, I assume, but yes, very weird. Uh, Timberwolves.
1: I really like this. I, I don't know why.
0: I guess it just kind of reminds me of like what something like the Minneapolis Lakers might have worn.
1: It's, there's a genius in the simplicity. Yeah, it's cool. And I like the shorts a lot. Yeah, I do too. Uh Pelicans, yeah. remix, boring. Remix. Knicks, remix. Almost exactly remix? like yeah, the Nets ones. Almost as well. the same. Oklahoma City. Don't know what you're doing. Again, as always, the worst jerseys in the league. What is this? I like how the shorts have these like like little white corners on either side that makes it look like uh they almost have wings. <laughs> do you know what also, I mean? This
0: is supposedly supposed to be the – this is supposed to be like a memorial jersey for the courage the city had in the wake of the 1995
1: bombings. That's – yeah. How? You you screwed up. Um, Yeah. Orlando. Yeah, not into it. Yeah, me either. Uh, 76ers is a remix. But great. Phoenix – it's yeah i remixed. mean looks like a low suns thing wear.
0: that's cool uh, you know blazers remix yeah and and it's it's actually not a remix it's just awful it's a mashup of their first two uniforms mm-hmm. and then they put the rip city thing on it hmm. and here's the thing if it wasn't for the rip city part i would love this jersey
1: yeah i'm not as opposed to like the city nicknames as you are right but rip city doesn't look good <clears throat> I think it looks fine. Um, oh. Sacramento Kings. Sonoma Not remakes. a fan. Not I don't fan. know. I don't hate that one. Not a fan. San Antonio is... remix, and Why? I hate it
0: just as much as I did last year. Why, Why do they do keep, keep doing, doing camo? <laughs> <It looks so laughs> what about San Antonio? Has anything to do with camo? Uh... Just super weird to me. I don't get this. Okay.
1: Uh, Raptors.
0: I like it. It's yeah, simple. I, say, I kind like of
1: like, I kinda like that one. Yeah, it's fun. Um, Utah, I guess, petitioned to use the exact same one from last year, which was the best one, so good for you.
0: And they remain the best one.
1: Yeah, and then the, uh, uh, what are they called? The Wizards. Well, that's the thing. You don't need to know because it doesn't say it on the jerseys.
0: (laughs) Like, we keep wanting to they call them so, the bullets because they so clearly don't want to be the wizards. Yeah, there is no mention of the wizards on any of their stuff anymore. It all just says DC with that DC hand logo, and it's like just change the name already.
1: Just quickly admit. off the top of your head, what is something they could call themselves that is like DC? Are the initials for the Dunk um, Captains? Docklet
0: City instead of Chocolate City.
1: Ooh, yeah, the chocolates. Dunk City dunk city sure
0: yeah, yeah. Dunk the doc yeah Dun- oh yeah what was it what was it? those dungaroos no wait dunkaroos the like wasn't there like a cracker when we were kids like a cookie that you would dunk yeah, in chocolate it was, like australian like kind of theme, it was australian themed theme. the yeah. yeah let's go with that
1: the washington dunkaroos i like it, <laughs> <laughs> it i it's honestly not worse than their current name i <laughs> the wizards is pretty bad so yeah, yeah, that's um that's that. But <laughs> there's a season that's been going on. Um Hey, that's right. And I have watched every Blazers game this season. Yeah, so I guess let's start there. We obviously don't have the time to to go over everything in the broadest strokes. But um I guess we should each spend a little bit of time talking about the teams that we're v- focus on. Um so yeah, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on the Blazers this year. Oh man, it's a, I feel like you had one of these years a couple years ago
0: with the Celts. Like it's, it's a complicated season for, for the Blazers. Like they had very high expectations coming in that were probably never reasonable, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but you know, they made, made this like, it's that thing where you unexpectedly make the conference finals through kind of fluky circumstances and then convince yourself that you belong there.
1: But it was like a couple years in a row. And what's that? Making the conference finals wasn't it like the two Blazers? years in a row or no. like twice in three years? No, it was
0: the first time since like the nineties, early nineties. Uh,
1: well, they've been they've been consistently consistently successful. in the playoffs, consistently good. But last the year before, remember we they got
0: swept by the Pelicans in four games. Oh, right, you're right. Yeah. So last year was kind of a fluke, and also Nurkic was going to be out for like a significant portion of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so they and they kind of and they lost. They went from having too many forwards to having not enough forwards.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Alfa Mino and Mo Harkless are both gone. Evan Turner's gone. You of course mean until they got Carmelo. Right, right, right. Yeah. At the start of the season. Yeah. And uh and and so early in the season, I mean, it was pretty bleak. Like like they were playing a lot, like the deep bench, like Gary Trent Jr., a lot of Mario Hizonia. Mm-hmm. Not not a fan of Mr. Hazonia. A um, lot of lot of this rookie Nasir Little, who's actually been pretty great. So that's been kind of the the problem side. The po- mm-hmm. and also Lillard started the season on fire, but then got a little injured and kind of cooled down. CJ started the season pretty poorly. Um, the 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 plus sides for me have been first of all, it's it's become a fun team to watch. For a while, they were not sharing the ball at all. Mm-hmm. It was like all ISO ball, and it was horrible. But that's changed. Uh, Anthony Simons is this second year player Who's really really exciting um, He's really good He's super fun And he gives them this weird Three guard lineup that they've been playing With quite a bit that is pretty great Hassan Whiteside I understand that there have been a lot of Naysayers I'm loving Whiteside Like it's there are so a lot cool of naysayers. I don't know I don't know I don't get it It's so cool to have a center On your team who just gets every rebound Like it just seems like he's he just somehow jumps higher, taller. I mean he's very tall, but like it just seems like he, he just takes the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, his scoring has been come and go, I would say, but I don't really care about his offense. He's been really good shot blocker, he's been really, really good rebounder, and it's just really nice to have someone in the middle like that who changes opponents' shots and things like that. I've loved him. And then his backup, Scalabissier, has been shockingly fun to watch. Like mm-hmm. really fun, like really, really solid. So, uh, you know, we were supposed to have Pau Gasol and he ended up getting cut because he couldn't recover from his injuries. I guess he's going to be a coach for the team. But um, so all of that was going on. And Lillard had a big big 60 point game, but they were like just losing. I mean, I think they were second to last in the Western Conference. Maybe they still are. And so that's not great. But then they signed Carmelo Anthony. And people say it's a desperation move, which is 100 percent true. But he's actually been... Pretty good. Like,
1: scored 25 points last game. Yeah. His defense... What's up? He looks for the first time in his career. And granted, it's only something that's really been necessary for, like, the last three or four years. But in in that, in this sort of, like, twilight, and the the twilight can last a while, like, it has, like, been ten years for Vince Carter. he, He seems to, for the first time in that twilight period, be embracing the idea that he can't play like, prime Carmelo.
0: Yeah, he seems to have had a humbling experience from being out of the league for so long. Mm-hmm. Additionally, I guess he's, like, really tight with Lillard and stuff, so that's helping as well. But honestly, the thing that's been most surprising to me is that his defense... Listen, Carmelo Anthony is never going to be a great defender, especially not now, but he was never a great defender even at his prime.
1: but because he never tried in his prime.
0: Right, right. But compared to, like, Houston and OKC, he's... Been pretty good, especially like, I mean, you know, he's not a he's not a good one on one defender. And if someone blows by him at all, he just lets them go to the rim. Like, well, there's a lot more like he won't stop a fast break at all. But like in the team defense and just kind of like being set, knowing where to be kind of getting to people. He's actually been pretty good. Like he's he, he has not been any kind of liability. People have not just been blowing by him. And apparently he spent a lot of the time he was out working on specifically things like lateral quickness and defensive concepts. And it really does show, like, he's gone from a horrific defender who couldn't be in the league to a, you know, below-average defender who can play. And his offense is good enough still, I think, to make up for that, especially on a team that desperately needs it, you know. Um,
1: so He's been great. I've been really, really happy. They're currently 12th in the West. They're only three games Yeah, not great. Number eight, no, 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 not great. But it's been a rough start. They're three games behind number eight, um, and what's the teams that stand between them and a playoff spot are the Pelicans, who don't look like world beaters. Um, No, the Thunder, same. Kings been on a nice little or a nice little November run, but you know we'll see how sustainable that is because they also have looked extremely disappointing. Um, And then the Suns at eight, who do look good. But are they better than the Trailblazers if they figure it out? And no, I way, think if, if seven uh, with uh, just one more win uh, is the Timberwolves, who we all know what the Timberwolves do. Yeah, totally. So I think if Nurkic comes back, um, you know, if they
0: just generally get healthy, if Simon keeps developing, and if this Carmelo thing is for real, like I would expect he's going to be there the whole year at this point. Mm-hmm. Like he's played well enough that I assume they'll, they'll guarantee his contract in January. He won't be there. Almost certainly after this year. But yeah, I think they could be an eighth seed or a seventh seed. I mean, I don't see why not. They'll certainly be I don't think they're gonna finish the season fourth from the bottom. You know, they'll they'll move up,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: is you know, but either way, it's become a fun team. Like the first beginning of the season it was just kind of a slog. It was we lost that game to the Warriors. Really depressing. Like the the Eric Pascal game. I forgot. You know? I
1: forgot about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Warriors have won three games, and one of them was against the Blazers. Their winning percentage is .167. (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, that was the game that Pascal scored 30. Right? Like, the other two... Who are the other two wins that the Warriors even beat?
1: Oh God. Um, I don't remember. I really don't. The Pelicans early, when Curry was still playing.
0: And the Grizzlies, who are awful.
1: Sounds about right.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that Portland win, when, you know, I mean, Portland had both Lillard and McCollum for that game.
1: Yeah, I mean, clearly they're not the problem. Um, it is it is front court, it is, like, wing depth, it is, like, just putting... Yeah, I like Rodney of, Hood, by the way.
0: I forgot to mention.
1: He's had some nice moments. Um, you know, they... they every year they kind of have to like sort of shuffle the deck around these two main guys a little bit yeah and uh yeah you know it kind of work it was a worst case scenario this year where there were a couple of like crucial crucial injuries and then <clears throat> them kind of trying to reinvent the team on the fly and, and and sometimes when you do that you find a diamond in the rough and uh they didn't really um no, I mean if you look at that game, Whiteside had twenty
0: two and eleven, Lillard had like thirty nine points, and McCollum but McCollum only had fourteen. And I think that's, you know, obviously significantly below what you would expect from him.
1: Yeah. But he averages twenty two. You, 22. Can't, you it can't expect guys to score the way that McCollum and Lillard do to to put up twenty five a night, you know? They'll average it, but every every great scorer has bad nights. It's and, true. And Bede had zero the other night for God's sake. I know that's crazy. Yeah. Lillard's still the fifth highest scorer in the
0: league. Mm -hmm. which is pretty incredible. I mean, they have potential. He's going to, you know, and I think there'll be some random Carmelo Anthony, like 45-point game at some point.
1: I think that's optimistic, but... Just one game. I mean, he already had 25. If he gets one of those nights
0: where the three is falling?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Or let's say 35-point game. There, are you saving tonight's game for later? Do you not want spoilers? I
0: am. No, okay. yeah, I am saving it for later.
1: I won't say anything. I, with the kid, I've been watching all my games at you know late at night. Sure, sure. Because uh, he's a night owl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some of the, the last few I've actually watched, knowing the score, which especially if it's a loss, is like a weird thing to do to yourself. But I'm really into watching this team.
1: Well, you I know, think it's
0: fantastic. like. I feel like it's one of those things. Like I remember you had a Celtics year where it's like they were not doing anything, but they were young players. That then the one nice thing is, the worst I think the worst position to be in in the NBA is if your team is mediocre and full of all people who don't really have any upside potential.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like oh, it's an aging team that doesn't that's not any good. But like, there's quite a few young players on this on this. Like Nasir Little is fun to watch. Uh, uh, Scalabica is fun to watch. Uh, Anthony Simons is fun to watch, and they're all young. You know I, think, I, mean? I think
1: there's a really s- simple formula for like what's uh f- how fun a, a season will be with your team. It's like there's there's sort of the baseline what you should expect from the team, and I'm not talking about what you expect in August. I, I guess I mean after like you know say like five to ten games in the season, where it's like okay, mm-hmm. this is where these guys are at. Um, now, what should we expect, I and mean, do they play above that to that level or below that? If it's to that level and they're decent, that can be pretty fun. If they're not even that good, but they're playing above that level, that's pretty fun. And in any instance, if they're playing below what they should be doing for whatever reason, whether it's infighting, whether it's, you know, whatever, like that's just like excruciating to watch. Like the Celtics last year, who won, uh, I think they won 50 games. I don't even remember.
0: But they were expected to win 67 or something.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone besides like the. the Bill Simmons. The, yeah the heretics thought they were going to win 67 games, but you know, we thought they were going to be really good. Um, not just we Celtics fans, but we basketball fans all thought they were going to be really good. And then it was like, just like trash. Um, let's, uh, let's move. We've, do, do you have any other thoughts about the Blazers? No, let's talk about the Celtics. Let's talk about my team, the Celtics. Um, second in the East right now, I think fourth overall in the NBA. Uh, Playing way over their heads. Um, <laughs> after you know, after last year, man, I, f- I forgot what it was like to enjoy my basketball team. <laughs> I really did. Um, I've been having so much fun. Uh, there's there's things that you could kind of see coming, like uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both playing better. Um, the way better, way better. Um, yeah. you know, they gave Jalen Brown all that money and everyone was like, Ugh, there's, I don't care who you're talking to. Uh, every single Celtics fan in the world was like, I don't know about that. Um, and he's, he's really proven that he's willing to, you know, that this is typically when you get that big payday, especially one that maybe you don't deserve based on your past performance that you kind of like just start taking it easy. And Jalen Brown has gone the other way with it. He just wants to prove to people that he's worth every penny and he plays really, really hard, and uh, eventually we're going to have to stop saying, like, wow, he keeps having these games that players who are better than him typically have and just kind of, like, say, well, I guess he's just, like, really good now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean,
0: for whatever reason, I was actually very bullish on the Jalen Brown extension. Mm-hmm. Just because he... he In interviews with and stuff with him, he just seemed like the kind of guy who wouldn't do what you're saying, who wouldn't, you know, take the money and coast. Yeah, And he he started out last season very poorly. Right. But he, by the end of the year, he had kind of, it felt like he had kind of found himself again. And I feel like well, they, I, I kind of, went expe- to the
1: bench. Um, yeah. And he kind of embraced it and yeah. And played. Very, I, I very was well. expecting
0: a, a bounce back year from both players. You know, I think Jason Tatum last year was pretty humbling. It seems like for him,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, realizing like, Oh, you did all this. I mean, I'm not going to, it's not Kobe's fault, but you know what I mean? Like, trying to be that guy a certain kind of guy and realizing that's not actually you know everyone like blames who kobe you are. on that and that's just ridiculous no it's not kobe's it's fault it's clearly just... Kyrie's fault <laughs> <laughs> but tatum just wanted to be he, he had a vision of how he wanted to play
1: last year that just wasn't very good yeah right and it, you know it didn't what make any sense like this year uh offensively tatum has been really up and down he's had his shooting um is is not great um and he still is impacting the game um, in extremely positive ways. He's playing yeah, because really, he's really not, hard.
0: Yeah, because he's not just settling for fadeaways. Yeah,
1: and he's he's buying into all the the stuff that it takes, like a team effort, to do, which is which is a huge difference this year. You know, um, it's funny if you listen to any of the mainstream press talk, this happens all the time. Like a star uh, leaves or a star isn't healthy. And a team does well, and everyone's like, well, it is ridiculous to say that this team is better without star X, which most of the time is true. <laughs> but I, Well, you I, swapped stars. We swapped stars, but I'm not just talking about the Celtics. I'm also talking about the Nets, who are now 5-2 uh, and two without Kyrie. <laughs> I think if Kyrie is your best player, this is the idea that everyone is ridiculing, and I just think it's because you have to in the mainstream NBA press or you will draw... Uh, the ire of teams who uh, you wish to cover. I think Kyrie makes teams worse. He's like an incredibly gifted offensive player who also throws fits on the court and uh, stifles ball movement to play hero ball. Like I'm, I don't think it's a, a small sample size anymore. I think if you if you look at the way the last three seasons have gone and the kind of uh, the differentials between when he's around and when he's not around—it's just like I'm. I'm just ready to say it. Like he's not a guy that I want on my team, and I'm so glad he's gone. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Kyrie, I think
0: that's
1: fair to say. 2017 to 2018, Kyrie missed 15 games. They went 12 and three. 2018, 2019, he missed 16 games. 12 and four. This year with the Knicks, he's missed seven games, and they're five and two.
0: Wow. That's, I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy. And again, he's an individually like you know brilliant, transcendent basketball player. And I'm sure if he put his mind to it, he could be a top five player in the league. But um, he, yeah, he's got like he just doesn't have that like focus. And now we've got mm. Kemba Walker, who's. Overnight become, you know, one of the most beloved Celtics of all time. Um, Everyone just loves him, including myself.
0: He's one of the most beloveds. Well, he gets the <laughs> advantage of being the, you know, like the next person after the person that's a disaster.
1: Yeah, like if your friend dates someone who's really unstable, that makes them unhappy. And then all of a sudden they're with someone that treats them right. And you're just like, oh, man, I love, <laughs> I don't know. No, that's exactly right though. It's like for you.
0: It, it's like you went if you follow the shitty uh X
1: it really does help with. I'm that. not even going to bleep that out. We're just going to this podcast fine. this year. I think well, it's that's fun. they say that on network TV. Who cares? Yeah, I them? think
0: that word is fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry, what were you saying? I'm just saying like I think it's 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 not a bad thing to
0: follow the person everyone, you know. If if they if someone had a toxic relationship, the next person has the same level you know as where they'd be like oh you're cool we'll be like oh you're amazing right like like everyone hated Kyrie so to have a point guard who's and by all accounts just a phenomenally nice guy yeah right just that alone it's like okay we went from this toxic uh Hamlet you know mopey whiny dude to this really nice guy who brightens everyone's day like full stop everyone's gonna be excited like he gets that bump is what yeah. I'm saying and, and he's then like
1: he's, 80, played. he's like 80% Kyrie on offense yeah. and, like, 300% Kyrie on defense. Totally. He's, like, I think he's, like, four inches shorter, and he tries so much harder. Um, and it makes a huge difference because, uh, you know, the the guards are the first line of defense. And when you have these guards that just don't try, it's it's extremely taxing for the rest of the team. Um, mm. You can't just, like, you know, that whole system of, like, oh, just put Marcus Smart on the better guy and let Kyrie, you know, hide Kyrie. Like, uh, it's it's tough. Um, and it's funny, like, our defense this year is pretty good, and we don't have Aaron Baines anymore, who, by the way, is like Oscar Robertson for the Phoenix Suns. We we don't have uh, Al Horford anymore, um, who's now on a uh, Philly team that is... Weirdly underperforming but, yeah, Philly team, yeah. Could figure it out. Yeah. Um, we're starting Daniel Tice, who has never been—it's crazy, for, yeah, never been known for being a, a defensive specialist. And then we're bringing uh, Ennis Kanter uh, off the bench, who makes Daniel Tice look like Hakeem Olajuwon. And Man, I love Ennis Kanter though. Are you enjoying
0: the Ennis Kanter experience?
1: I, you know, I am. They're using him very sparingly, very sparingly. Yeah. But I do enjoy him, you know. Um, and that's kind of like. Yeah, this team is just—you know—we obviously have uh, on the top end like a lot of like really great talent. I don't—I don't think we have a single top twenty player in the league, but we have like four top fifty players that work really well together, and then yeah, the rest of it—it's all these like role players who are really, really embracing what they do. You know, Brad Wanamaker last year was getting like three minutes a game. Um, never really getting any significant minutes. He's, like, flourishing now as the backup guard, even starting some games, or starting one game when Kemba was hurt. Um, again, these, like, centers, the center by committee, <laughs> with Daniel Tice, uh, Ennis Cantor, Robert Williams, and and they go further down the bench if they have to because um, these guys are constantly getting hurt. It, it all just, like, it works, you know? We're, we're playing um, a lot of rookies, like, a lot of minutes. Like, Grant Williams is kind of, like, our uh third center off the bench, sometimes second center off the bench when they want to do these kind of like feisty small ball lineups and he's this like six seven six six rookie who they're playing as like a small ball five that actually is like kind of flourishing in that role um yeah, that part's crazy <laughs> yeah, it's just so much fun and like do I think they're gonna end up you know with a top four record in the entire nBA probably not um. But, man, oh, it's just so fun to, like, like enjoy a team's performance, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, speaking of which, I'm, tell me when you want me to stop, but Kyrie
0: Irving posted something on his uh, Instagram in response to him not playing in his return game tonight. What did he say? It happens all the time, and tonight just shows how sports entertainment will always be ignorant and obtrusive. It's one big show that means very very little in the real world that most people live in because there are actually things that matter going on within it, like figuring out a life that means more to you than a damn ball going into a hoop or learning how to grow up being in a fishbowl of a society based on your popularity level as a person or even dealing with becoming the leader of your family after someone's passing and not knowing how to deal with life after it happens. But this <sighs> game of sports entertainment matters more than someone's mental health and well-being, right? Or the real-life things that happen to people every day but still they still have to perform for the NBA and its fans, Right. It's all about doing it for the fans, and organization that love you so much. Think again. It's a game, and it's promoted as a fandom experience for ticket buyers and viewers at home while defacing who people truly are as people. Then spout out all over these media networks as valuable food for thought while they actually believe that their opinions hold weight to real cultural leaders that speak and act for change. One big gimmick with some smoke and mirrors. I'll always be the one that takes the stand and speaks on the truth every time, though. A purposeful and spiritually led life will always be bigger and more meaningful than any sports arena or any entertainment space. This game isn't meant to be controlled and shown as a drama. It's meant to show the love. Love for the art is the only damn thing that keeps the purest people in this giant sports entertainment circus. Don't fall for the game that's played in front of you as entertainment. It'll never be as serious dealing with life. Wow. That was on
1: Instagram? Yeah. What was the picture?
0: Not a picture. It's an entire block of text on black and life. The final life is like, you know, 195 point.
1: Oh, I see. Wow. That's like, that's the Kyrie that I don't miss at all. It's like, you just said (laughs) nothing. You
0: said nothing. You said (laughs) nothing. There's like a vague point in there about like, yeah, man, I'm dealing with stuff. I'm not there. It's okay. It's a game. You know what I mean? But I feel like one sentence. He needed
1: but one. Even then sentence. it's like, okay, you're out because you're rehabilitating your shoulder, and that's fine. But it's kind of a weird coincidence that you never play your old teams, and you've had like a couple of opportunities to do that now, and you just never do it. And then he's like implying that this is something to do with mental health, and it's like, mm, okay, well, that makes it like that makes me a like crappy person if I like mock that, but also like don't believe you. <laughs> I don't know. I just like, I don't miss like the Kyrie double speak nonsense. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, you're a professional athlete. Uh, you, you told us you were going to sign with us. We were all like super psyched. And then like, and then you left like, like pretty petulantly after putting up like a, a horrible playoff performance that was like, Embarrassing for the city at large. Of course, we want you to come back so that we can boo you. Like that's sports. Do you expect every? But that's the whole point. It's a game. Yeah. That's part of the game. Yeah. Like he expects everyone to be like, like you know, his like kind of like pseudo new age like nonsense like, and just like above it all. And when he comes back, be like, oh yeah, that's Kyrie. He played with us last year. It's like it doesn't work that way, and it never will. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way, And, and. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I just, yeah, I wouldn't want him on my team either. There were some really, really choice signs at the game today. Just to be clear for people listening, uh, the the Nets and the Celtics played each other tonight. And to the surprise of no one, Kyrie uh, didn't uh, go even on the road trip. They're on a three-game road trip. He did not travel with the team um, because his shoulder is hurt but uh apparently apparently it's more than that
0: <laughs> yeah i kyrie lives in kyrie land I, I mean he is a very talented basketball player and a surprisingly deep or not really but uh i do love uncle drew but you know i i just i don't yeah i feel bad for him in a way not the way he wants me to yeah but i in a way i do i just feel bad for him i just wish he had whatever it was he was looking for and i wouldn't want to be in his shoes but at the same time like they're not booing you you know what i mean like you got to be able to like the best sports people or the best people in that situation just realize like this is like exactly what he said this is a game like and part of the game is that they're gonna boo you because i mean they booed uh Christoph porzingis in new york and i'm just like that's a little much yeah
1: and he got like Like,
0: dumped he got traded for cap space yeah
1: I mean, like, why are you him? Are just
0: super bitter yeah and i get that but it's like you know he was unhappy you would be too it's jim dolan you're you are unhappy jim <laughs> dolan and you don't have to actually talk to him so like you know that one felt a little ridiculous but like booing Kyrie as a celtics game is very sensible and is not a reflection on him as a person it's just like it's part of the game right like you yeah. you know and it can be almost like lighthearted if you, and there's a lighthearted way to deal with it and just be like yeah you know i get it like they should boo me when when i get the ball but you know it's all fun you know like it, you could make it fun
1: I, anyway i'm I glad get, you're enjoying your team i get what you say about uh feeling bad for him i know like i i do have like the, like the nice like partner after being abused by someone in a toxic relationship, but I'm like <laughs> I'm not over it. I'm still talking about them. No,
0: no, totally. So just enjoy, Kendall, and I'm like yeah, but
1: Kyrie said this. <laughs> uh, the,
0: the, the the Nets are a, are a mess, and it's such a shame because they were so fun last year. They were really fun last year, uh, and
1: that's and that's kind of goes back to the point of not like wanting to have Kyrie on the team because it's like look at what this did, you know. Like yeah. and maybe they'll figure yeah, we'll it out. We'll
0: see. Maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe they'll
1: figure it out. Uh, we I just need to figure out how to finish end this
0: the, episode. I just want to finish the
1: thought by saying I feel bad for him as well, and I'm not sure if it's for the same reason. I just, I do think like he comes off like a bimbo when he talks, and I do think he's like an extremely thoughtful person, and I just don't think he's ever really learned how to articulate himself. So he goes on these like long-winded, uh, meaningless tirades because he, again, he, he can't sort of like crystallize his thought and and that makes me feel bad because i think um i do think he's a thoughtful person and i do think uh what is sort of uh uh gestating in his mind is is some sort of insight and i think he really struggles to ever get that across because he his crutch again is being like really like long-winded um so yeah hope he figures that out yeah but i mean if,
0: if you look at the if you, if you look at the capitaliza- capitalization of the thing he wrote, mm-hmm. it it does sort of feel like someone who just really quickly wrote something on their phone and then like didn't really go back and look at it or edit it or think about it and just posted it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like probably that's all that needs to happen here. It's just like edit your thoughts a little bit, like yeah. not for not for content, just for like style. Just like figure out if you're conveying your argument well.
1: Like make your point it probably in the be best nice way to know if you are you really in his life that was like hey you sound kind of dumb like but of
0: course or just like i'm not sure they're getting what you're saying and there's like a lot of words here and maybe it's too many
1: yeah See like let's here... just take
0: like 90% of this out let's let's <laughs> let's get down to what is it you actually want to convey and let's just convey that yeah but you know whatever he's uh he can laugh all the way to the bank and everything else in his life and all that so
1: a couple of other just like quick things uh besides so we focus like really really deeply on our teams we're getting close to the time that we should end but uh before we go anything so far about the season that has like really stood out to you like really surprised you really disappointed you really entertained you
0: it's just been really fun
1: it's like a really fun weird
0: goofy season there's it a lot of good teams So open doesn't it yeah Yeah, yeah, there's no, I have no idea who's, every day I have a different opinion about who's going to be in the finals, I don't know who's going to be MVP, there's like all these exciting players, there's new superstars coming up, this is like a really fun year after what was felt like four years of, well not all four, but like the last two were just such a slog, so it's just really great, it's just really fun, every night I want to watch the opposing team, like I'm excited to see whoever, the storylines are great, like, it's not actually been a lot of drama. It's been mostly basketball, which is awesome. I'm excited about this weird, crazy in-season tournament thing that may or may not happen eventually mm-hmm. someday. I don't like the coaches challenge, and other than that, I'm having a lot of fun.
1: Cool. You you went very broad with it, and I, I agree with everything that you said. It has been an extremely entertaining season. Um, I'll go like super specific. Um, I really didn't think the Lakers were going to be that good. They're so good. and Yeah. I'm not sure how sustainable it is, but but right man, now they're so good. I was completely wrong, completely wrong. Yeah. Um. And yeah. I, I, can I spoil that game, or are you in total NBA blackout? No, yeah, no, no. Go
0: ahead. No, they no, no. Down, just, just
1: the Blazers. They're down ten points right now in the third quarter. I still think they'll probably win that game. Um. Probably. Yeah. It's just been so crazy. Like the the Davis Lebron fit is obviously fantastic, and I don't think there was ever any doubt that they would play well together. But uh, so no. But much... LeBron playing full time point guard is impressive. <laughs> so much, yeah. That I didn't really see coming. Um, you know the Dwight Howard thing. Like <laughs> yeah, I know, I know he doesn't care. He, but again, there's something humbling to, to some of these people. That's pretty yeah. crazy. He, he was just like was a like okay. consolation prize. Do you remember? Yeah, they signed Boogie. He got hurt, and yeah. we all he laughed. Got hurt. Then they signed. We all laughed when they signed Dwight, and
0: yeah, and he's who's been Who's laughing now? He's been great. He doesn't care if he gets the ball. Just does what they need him to do. He's he's great. It's really surprising. They've been surprising. I mean, I wasn't as I was higher on them preseason than you were, but they've been even higher than I thought they would be. But the Clippers have been exactly as destructively good as people expected. Yeah, they've been. Fantastic. The Raptors have the heart of the champion and are surprisingly good. The Mavericks are extremely fun with this Luka Doncic thing going on. Yeah,
1: another, the Rockets remain taking another step. Totally, the Rockets made intolerably awful to watch play basketball. <laughs> yeah, a very good team. That's I so unpleasant to watch. Hate
0: the Houston Rockets' style of basketball. Um, the Sixers are, yeah, probably the most confusing team right now. The Spurs actually also are very, very confusing. Um... The Kings are a little confusing. The Suns are a little surprising.
1: Suns are definitely the surprising. Timberwolves fun. Yeah. Andrew
0: Wiggins maybe finally figured it out. That's crazy
1: too. There's just <laughs> a
0: lot of interesting things going on this season. That's another the DeAndre Ayton thing was surprising.
1: Yeah, the Ayton thing was like I don't know, I, disheartening. It's yeah. Uh, um. Isaiah Thomas playing pretty well, Washington not being as bad as everyone thought they were going to be when yeah, they were clearly yeah. going to be the worst team in the NBA. Totally, yeah. totally. It's, you know, it all comes the to The Warriors like, complete collapse. <laughs> we should never do a preview show again because we're always completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I mean, so much about this Well, this, this year,
0: 100% of everything you and I said to each other one week ago or, you know, one week before the season came true. Yeah, we were completely right
1: completely right I mean
0: like eerily right I mean I I I mean just like down to the really weirdest specifics I was like I "I think Steph Curry's gonna gonna break his hand
1: at Chase and I'm gonna meet Brian Scalabrini yeah and then that happened yeah I was right I thought you were I mean you spoke it into existence yep I'm like a regular uh what's the dad ball is that Lombard is what which father who's it who's Lonzo Ball's father oh LeVar Ball LeVar Ball. I'm a LeVar Ball.
0: Wow. Yeah, you are. Many things about you remind me of LeVar Ball.
1: Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's So uh, are we going to try to do this semi-regularly now? We're going to try to do it. You want to try to do it like once a week? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: We're going to try to figure out – let's talk off-pod about this. Okay for what for what it's worth and I want to be on record with the fans I'm I'm willing to go with uh whatever works for you. I know you got a lot on your plate, but the people need to hear this. I love <laughs> I love talking basketball with you and I am
0: looking for ways to make that happen. So we will do that whenever we
1: can. Do you love how I just like threw you under the bus? <laughs> Yes, well, I do actually love it. While pretending uh, to be like the nicest guy in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, everybody, I don't care. I have a new <laughs> child and no sleep and etc. etc. So I'm going to do what I got to do. But I do love doing this podcast, so we will do it again.
1: All right. Well, to all of you all at right. home, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time at The Rules.
0: Rules Nation!